So let's talk about your favorite panel. My favorite panel? There's a lot of my favorite Masters panels. of Universe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Masters of the Universe. Okay, Masters so. Masters of Universe, yeah. Okay, so I got to, like, you guys went to a concert. You guys went to the Sonic Boom concert. I don't know if you guys want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, which, after your panel. Okay, so, um, so, well, you guys, I was like, you know, I'm not like, you know, I'm, I'm all concert out because I can only do one concert a year and that's it for me. And I chose wisely. So, I go, so I said, you know what, while you guys go to that concert, I'm going to go check a few things out on my own. So, I go, so there, I realized there was a panel for, for two things, for Masters of the Universe. There was a panel for Masters of the Universe, uh, a documentary called Toy Masters, and then another one is the 20th anniversary of, uh, 30th anniversary of the original Masters of the Universe movie. Actually, no. It's the 25th anniversary, my bad. Oops. Oh, like, wait a minute, that doesn't, that doesn't sound right at all. Yeah, my dates here are confused. Yeah, it's the 25th anniversary of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, what they did, they got, the, they got the guys who made the documentary. And they talked about the movie, and I don't know if you have you seen the trailer for the movie for that for that for the documentary. Oh uh, no! It's an interesting it's an interesting documentary because it tells you like the whole story revolves around two guys who worked on who were working at, at Mattel who claim that they they are the creators of He Man, and it's basically telling them their sides of the story. And not only that, it's like telling them like all the stuff that was going around during the time about like you know like the controversies and the, the problems that they had to go through with Masters of the Universe. And it's a really it's a really interesting documentary to tell you. Like I saw the trailer and I was like blown away. And they said like they 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 got picked up for distribution, and that they they might be doing something later in the fall with it. Hmm. I would love to see that movie because it's like a, it's a really, it's very rare that we see a documentary, but it's also really rare to see a documentary that talks about something like Masters of the Universe, and then you see it in a kind of a different light than you do. Because like we don't ever talk like we know like you know the story of how they created Transformers. What aside from the um, Takara Tomy? Yeah, basically like basically a couple of Hasbro execs were like, we like these toys, let's make them to a toy line. Sounds simple enough. Like, that's the most simplest story. But then you look at what, what they had to go through for Masters of the Universe, you're like, holy fucking shit. It was like an uphill battle. Whew. So Was it really? Well, yeah, because like, you, you had these arguments, but then like you know, at the end of the day, Hasbro was like, yeah, let's see, let's see if this works or not. I don't know if it's going to do well or not. I don't know if kids, if, if kids like... I don't know if kids like these barbarian stuff anymore, and I, I mean, it, it pretty much it was a luck. It was it was pure luck because another because something else had come out before it, and that was um Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> and they got they were blessed by they were blessed by that. They're like thank God this movie came out because if, if if not our our idea would have been would have been moot. Perfect fucking timing. Exact. I th I think it came out like the same year that the, the the original Conan the Barbarian came out. That was when Masters of the Universe came out. Like, shit. <laughs> like, talk about brown pantsing it. So they talk about that, and then Gary Goddard. They they brought they bring out Gary Goddard, the, the guy who produced the the guy who made who made the movie, 
He brought a, like Bill Stout, who was like the set, who was a he was a designer for the movie. He brought a couple other people as well who worked on the movie as well. And he talked about his experiences with the movie. And pretty much what, like what I didn't like about it is that um, what I didn't like is like it's essentially he regurgitated the information that he said on this DVD that he said on this, the panel, and I didn't really like that. I kind of wish like there was some new information that he would have said. But to hear him there and to be him to be there and for him to tell all these stories about how the movie was made and like the production of all that stuff was amazing. Like, there's a scene when they're inside Castle Grayskull, and literally the whole—if you ever see it—it it literally is two sound stages put together. Yeah, I remember you told me about that. And like literally everyone's like, holy shit, what the hell is happening over there? And like one of the people that got the attention was Michael Jackson. Because like I think on the next on on uh, on the next door like on the next on the next uh, soundstage over they were doing he was doing his smooth criminal video and he was like, oh my god, look at them, uh, it looks like so much fun. I don't know why Michael Jackson sounds like butter from. From South Park. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. So you told stories about that, like who came to who came to visit and like what kind of like oh. and all this stuff. And it was just like it was interesting. It was like, I mean, I heard the stories about soundstage being like this mythical thing. But I was like, holy shit! This is a wow. That's a yeah, pretty big soundstage. Mhm. Mm First of all, I gotta say, yeah, that was um horrible impersonation of Michael Jackson, but at the same time, you know, just trying to picture that, just having two soundstage connected, like, believe me, like, if you didn't tell me about this, I would have been like, I would have never noticed, not to mention I would have never cared. Yeah, because the thing was, they, 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 they literally wanted to make, like, this whole elaborate, like, Good versus evil. We're gonna fight through everything. Kind of final battle, but then they're like, uh, "By the way, we ran out of budget, and our company and the studio's shutting down. So, get this done. Get this shit done quick." Wow, you know, that's the thing. It's just like it's low budget, wasn't it? Mm, it was moderately budget. Oh. Okay, Moderately budget, budget for a movie okay. in the 1980s. Oh, okay. Think about it this way. It's so, like we can't, we $10? Can't, I can't, what? He's a twenty. $10? $20? $20? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Here's $20. Think, make it count, boys. Look, I heard, I heard, look, I heard, I heard rumors about how Canon was being run, but holy shit, man! Look, just because, just because Superman Four did that poorly, doesn't mean that they had twenty. God damn! God fucking damn it, dude! <laughs> oh, anyways. So yeah, he just they they talk uh. about the stories about the movie and stuff like that, and it was good. Like I said, most of the stories I've already read already, like.
I wrote commentary for the movie on my DVD, which he signed, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And you know, he talked like pretty much it was just like him talking about like his experiences making the movie and all that stuff, and how everybody else, like everybody else, was like, "Oh man, it was just a hectic thing working on the movie. Like they only had like this much amount of time." This and that. I was like, "Oof, wow, burn." So, yeah, it was a. It was an inter- it was an interesting um it was an interesting panel to say the least but like I said like I kind of wish there was like new information that we hadn't heard. I guess the only reason why I I, I look back at the, I look back at the panel so fondly is because I went up to Gary Goddard and a couple of the people that worked on the movie and they're like I went up to him and I was like holy shit I can't believe I'm talking to you guys like I love the movie so much like I'll be I'll be honest with you guys I'll be honest with you Stan and anybody listening at home or wherever you're listening to this um. The movie, it's not the greatest movie in the world. It really isn't. I think, the, like, if we were to, like, analyze it, like, in a way, like, we would analyze a movie, like, say, Inception or something like that, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, hold mustard at all. But it's a fucking awesome movie in my eye. I love it. It's like, I, I honestly believe, I honestly believe, I think it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I don't really say that very lightly about movies. Like, I, I say, like, holy shit, this movie's awesome, but... I never say the words, this movie is my favorite movie of all time. With the exception of this one. This one, but the bullet, is my favorite movie of all time. Because, all the elements just worked. And say what you will about, like, Frank Langella and Skeletor. My god, where's, where's Orko? Why did they have to, why did they have to get, why did they get the, why did they get the mission from UHF in this movie? This and that, blah, blah, blah. If you let that go, you'll find that there is actually a very good movie in that movie, in, in it. And even Dolph Lundgren, holy shit, he's really awesome as He-Man. Now, you told me a very interesting thing about Frank Langella and his skeletal role. Yeah, they did, they did an interview with him like during the time when he was promoting Frost Nixon. And he was like, like out of all your roles, Mr. Mr. Langella... What what role did you really enjoy? Did you really enjoy working on? And Franklin Jell like, well, there was one time when I worked on this movie, uh, Masters of the Universe. Remember that? But He Man and all that show. My God, it was such an awesome, awesome movie. It was so, it was so refreshing to be to be a Skeletor and stuff like that. And I learned, I quit, and then I was at the panel, and they explained to him, they explained to me why he was like, he he was so he finally remembers this, and it was like, he had a lot of he had a lot to do with the movie. With his character, because like originally in the original script, he was basically like, "Get him, do this, do that, you idiots, do this." And Frank Langella had a lot to, had a lot to say when it come to came to his character. So he was able to get like these lines, like he like they changed Skeletor from this guy who gave orders to this guy who's just oozing with like personality, and him believing like he is indeed a god. I turn. I remember I talked to Derry Goddard, and I was like. You said like he had a very Kirby-esque kind of way of approaching himself, and I was like, when you said that, the only character I can think of is Darkseid. He's like, you got you hit the nail right there. And a lot of my inspiration for Skeletor was from Darkseid. So it's like you you have this guy who just so you have Frank Langella work like just like eating just every word and just being like this really evil bad guy, and it's like. He's giving all these because he's giving all these brilliant lines because he worked on on getting on developing this character and I'm like, very very cool. 
Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You don't get to say much. Okay, like you know, actors taking control of their roles and just having creative freedom over their character, like developing it even. Like you don't get to say that much about any actors nowadays. Like maybe, maybe Edward Norton, but that's exactly what got him to hot water. But you know, it's like, well, if you're gonna do that, you might as well like you might as well start right. You might as well start starting your resume at that point. Yeah. Because you ain't coming back for the next movie. <laughs> no, but uh, it's amazing, though. You know, when you see the movie, just without knowing all this, like, you don't really feel that. Like, I think I have more appreciation uh, appreciation for Franklin Zellas Skeletor now more than ever. Yeah, and you don't really, like I said, like, like he, there's this one line I really love. And it's just like, he's, 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 what, he's what he man. And he man, and he turns to He Man. He's being he's being whipped to death, and he's like, "Tell me, He Man, tell me that the loneliness of good doesn't equal the loneliness of evil." I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, some like poetic yeah. shit right there. <laughs> Whew. Yeah. So. So hey, I'm glad you had fun at your panel. Yeah, uh, that's that's like it's fucking awesome. What can I say? And I got I got to meet Gary Goddard, and he signed my he signed my copy of the DVD, and I was surprised he was so like he was surprised I was surprised by he was so nice about it. Like I was like, yeah, but I'm kidding. No, he was like, oh sure, like holy shit, you actually bought the DVD? Hey, let me sign this. You want to sign this too? You you want the you want the rest of the guys to sign it too? Come on. I'll be like, okay, cool. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I got to tell him a question. I was like, you know, when I was, ever since I was a little kid, I watched a movie when it came out on video. Well, actually not on video, but it was on TV. And there's an after credit sequence in the movie. At the very end, Skeletor, like, you see, like, this, like, red demonic, like, water that he, that he, that he sank into. And out comes out Skeletor's head without his, like, fucking new hood. And he's like, I'll be back. And I'm like, oh, I literally would shit my pants every time that scene would come up when it because like it didn't give after the credits during the during the during the TV show during the TV release it would give like right after right as the movie ended that was the last thing you saw and I was like oh we're stopping the movie right right as it ends I'm like because <laughs> I don't want to see demonic skeletor coming out from the coming out from the water coming out from demon water again to this day that that scene still gives me chills just looking at it's like ooh. I think it's the fact that it's just like you like it's like you gotten so used to watching Skeletor with, with a hood and everything, and then you see Skeletor without the hood, and he's like, "Ooh, uh, scary." And his response was, "Thank you." That's the response we wanted to get from kids. I'm like, "Fucking bastard! <laughs> you tormented me for the rest of my life." Uh, so, alright, so, yeah, that was fun. That oh, happened. yeah, that was fun indeed. So, you want to talk a little bit about what you did at the Sonic uh, Boom panel? Uh, Sonic Boom concert? Uh, yes, and holy shit, I think this is 
again, it's just like uh, this Zelda concert that it meant more to Deb than it, than it meant more to me because you and I both know she's a huge Sonic fan girl. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about we, we were talking we were talking nonstop about Sonic when, when we guys when you guys got out the concert. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah, like so fanboy I am of Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have gone. Nah, I think I spent my time very well. Okay. Uh, so basically it was held at the House of Blues, right? Yeah, House of Blues. I, I haven't and... told you guys where it was, but you guys got there pretty good, so yeah, thank God. And... You guys didn't yes, get lost. Did. Uh, and... and you're going to love this part, actually. Uh... So we got there, we uh, picked up the ticket. I had my ticket because I printed it out. So the entrance is on the 5th Street side. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's normal. The end of the line was about 30 meters left of where the wheel call booth was. So essentially, we went around the whole block trying to look for the end of the line, only to find out it's not that far from the wheel call. Ow. Ow! Yeah! <laughs> it's like, we could have just took a left turn and go down, and that'll be the end of the line. But no, we circled the entire block. Oh boy, um, that was that was hilariously dumb, but so around five o'clock they start letting us in bit by bit. Cause let's face it, like they don't want to flood that area, and no, no Where for good reason too. Because correctly, yeah, it it was the hallway was pretty damn small, and what surprised me was first of all they had free food. They're all like you fucking assholes. Yeah, I know. And they had like you know pizza, street tacos, and um, sliders like pulled pork, um, burger sliders, and then meatball sliders. So they were pretty much like stuffing us. They gave us a big lamb. They gave us a big leg of lamb, and then like you know, uh, <laughs> medieval knights. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Let the jousting begin! And out comes these two knights dressed like Sonic and Knuckles. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, I would watch that. Yeah. So, anyways, around 6 o'clock, uh, around 6 o'clock, I think, I want to say 6 or 7. Okay, either one of those, like, the concert, the concert began, and uh, June from Crush 40 start, came out first, and... You know, it was at first it was a uh, electronica, just like you know, he had a keyboard, and then three of the songs were just him playing keyboards, right? And then after that, he picked up one of his guitars, which, by the way, is customized Sonic paint job. Nice. Yeah, and uh, he rocked the house, and then after that, the other band, um, the other band joined them. Well, these two guys called two band called two man member called I should say uh, called Cash Cash, and then they started playing. Basically, it's just like um, for the first few parts were just like um, Le- Legends of Zelda concert in which they they play the Sonic music um, soundtracks. Uh-huh. Uh So that was it, and then Johnny comes out. Uh, was it Johnny? Yeah, I think it's Johnny. Yeah, Johnny from um, he's a vocal for Crush Forty. He comes out, then everyone goes insane, worse than before, and that's when the second half of the concert begins. And yeah, 
Damn, it was great. Like I can see why people would just get. I can see why Deb just loved Crush Forty. Like, cause um, he has Johnny has such a great energy, you know. Hmm. Yeah, awesome. and he's hilarious too. You know, like, like thank you for coming to this concert. You know, you probably paid off my mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> But, and I think what helps is that most, if not every people on the floor are Sonic the Hedgehog fans that follow Crush 40 and their theme song. Yeah. Theme song. Yeah. So, like, you just look around and there's the sea of Sonic the Hedgehog that just sings along with every word with great amount of energy. And it's... No matter who you are, even if you're not Sonic the Hedgehog fan, you just it just sucks you in if you're down there. I don't blame you. Yeah, I mean, holy hell. Let me put it this way. Like, I went in as a man, and I came out as a hedgehog. <laughs> I think he's saying he can't furry. Run. <laughs> Yeah, fuck you too. Anyways, um, anyways, uh, it was fun. Um, and as expected, there were a lot of signs of Hedgehog cosplayers. Um, Sonic, Tail, like someone cosplayed Knuckles, and which is important because after the Q and A from the. Let's see, was it the CEO of uh, was it vice president of Sega? I don't know who it was. CEO of Sega, someone important from Sega, and the head of the studio that is currently developing Sonic All Star Racing. Mm-hmm. They had their little Q and A. Okay. Yeah, and of course the most responsive question was, "Where's Sonic Adventure 3? That's what I would like to know. Yeah. And then after that was um costume contest. Where just every cosplayer in that fucking building just went up to the stage and like the judges were the same people that did the um Q and A. And here's the thing though, here's the thing. Just think one thing that one little thing that bothered me. I mean it doesn't it's not the deal breaker, but at the same time, it bugged me a little bit. Okay, I am. It's about personal belief, too. Okay, I'm a firm believer in never using baby as cosplay material. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: some some mother, uh, one, someone, uh, um, definitely a mother, dressed up her kid as tails, and like you know, and the tails that baby got like third prize overall. And, I mean, look, I'm happy for the baby and all, but you know that baby did not want to be there because um, baby tried to run away from the stage two times and mom had to grab him. I'll be trying to run away, I'll be trying to run away to stage two. Yeah, run away from stage, yeah. So, it's, it's one of those things like, why do you bother entering the kid if the kid doesn't even want to be there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I hate that. Just and it's just I don't know. It's just using it 
to me, using baby is just cheap, you know? Yeah, I don't blame you. Like, especially in a, yeah, especially in a competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, but, I don't blame you for, for feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah, but baby was cute at the same time, so, you know, it's a vis-a-vis. It's a 50-50. <sighs> I still, okay, fine, 70-30. Yeah. But, okay. That, yeah, so, but baby got the third place, and then the second place and first place, it was a nobody. In the second place, uh, this ro- Dr. Robot, Dr. Eggman slash Dr. Robot, and he was awesome. He looked great, you know? Like, we didn't mind him winning. And the first place, there was a Metal Sonic cosplayer, just fucking marvelous. We all knew, everyone in that building knew he was going to win the competition. Uh, there's a Sonic fan right there. Yeah, like, I've seen that costume up close too, and holy shit, it looked great. Yeah, I so yeah, like, like, like you guys were like, you guys were describing to me. I was like, oh wow, that's a wow. Mhm. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> oh wow, perfect timing because Dev sent me this Flickr um, Flickr picture, right? It was Crush for You live at House of Blue San Diego, and there's, yeah, there's June with his Sonic guitar, still looking fucking awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that was a costume contest. Um, funny thing about the costume contest, here's the thing. Somehow, for some reason, there was a Mario cosplayer in that competition. What? Yeah! You don't belong here. You don't have blast. You don't have blast processing. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, me and the guy next to me, like, you we were just talking. Okay, look. If if Sonic, uh, if Mario wins first place, we riot. I don't blame you. I think you get the reference too. Yeah. Ay ay ay. Yeah. So that was just awkward, but. Uh, but overall, you know what? It was great experience. Well, like I said, you looks like you, it looks like we both had fun that night. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Mm. Sure as hell did. Don't blame you. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> so only day two. I know. Yeah, only day two. But guess what? Day three gets a little bit easier. Yeah, because like, like, I don't remember what we did. For the most part, I think like we just we went to the panel, and then we just we took photos. We just took photos for the most part for all all day on Saturday. No, no, you forgot something important. Spill.com. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We went. We yeah. went to the Hard Rock Cafe. And these guys were like, "You, you fucking got us lost. You fucking got us lost." And it's right there. <laughs> Assholes. Hey, hey, hey! I've never been in that fucking area, okay? Yeah, but uh, again, you gotta trust the guy who's been who's been living in the area for. You almost long took time. Us all the okay. You almost took us all the way down to the parking lot. Almost. Hey, but I got you guys there. That's the important thing. Oh sure, damn it, damn why don't you? We're not. You guys uh, are not dead, right? We're not dead, no. right? They have our kidneys. No. Uh, well, 
My kidney is the same. I can't say same for your kidney. Good Deb. Well, okay, you and Deb. Do you guys? You guys still have? You still have your your body parts still connected to each other's, right? Yes. Then yeah. Then mission. Then mission. Then mission was a success. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Fine. Be that way. Okay. So. Alright. Yeah, but we, go we, uh, before we get to that, before we get to that, we need to talk about what we did before getting there, which is one more panel. We already talked about. Did we have a one more panel? No, we talked because that's the thing. It's like we did talk about the DC. We did talk about the Marvel panel. Ah, uh, yeah. Fuck all. Okay. All right. Whatever. We're gonna. So. All right. So Stockholm party. Here's a. Here's a fun thing. Is that. We were. I think we were doing our own thing. Uh huh. At that time. Yeah. In the. You lost all. Yeah. yeah. So. Like, me and Deb, we have this sort of twisted tradition in which is like, you know, whenever we're in a costume, go talk to Spill guys, you know, because let's face it, when it comes to, like, Spill, like, Spillio that goes to Comic-Con, we're one of the very handful of crazy motherfuckers that goes to the party in costume. Oh, yeah. That is true. Every year, whenever, yeah. you, meet, whenever you meet them up, you're, well, there was a, there was a first time year you guys didn't do it, but then every other year, yeah. No, actually, the first year I think we went to, I was, I was in a costume. Okay. Yeah, you don't remember because um, it was pretty casual, but I had that um, big gigantic book of Avon that I made. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember because Leon and Cyrus were pretty damn impressed with it. Hmm. Yeah, so... So me and Deb and our friend Taylor, like we we really had nothing to do, so we thought, what the hell? Let's go to the spill booth and you know say hi to the guys, and that's where we first met Tony, aka co-host. Hmm. Yeah, and this is what I told Tony. It's like I, for one, welcome our robot overlord. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and yeah, so so yeah, they um. So we talked to um, we talked to everyone there for a bit, and then you yeah. know after that we just went, went our merry way, and then promised that we were gonna be at the party, and let's talk about what else was there. What did what did we do that day? I know we did a lot of things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we did go to a Nintendo booth for a bit, and Taylor let Deb play a uh, dear. The rhythm, uh, the rhythm, um, Final okay. Fantasy, and I think yeah. she, I think, I think she's hooked onto that game now. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like the thing is what I like. It's like it's a, it's a, um, it's a good, it's a good game. Um, it's a, it's a good, it's a good rhythm game, but I think it's like way too paced for me. Way, hmm. way too easy for me, and I'm not that good at rhythm games. Hmm. I see. I, I don't know. It, it looked really interesting, so eh, who knows what will happen down the road. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then, well, I can't remember anything else that we did, so you know what? Let's just skip this build party then, huh? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what I did. I remember I took a lot of photos of... Like, I spent most of the day just taking photos. And then, um... Oh, I got to meet RVD. 
Yeah, you show me the picture of that. Yeah, RVD. Like I was the last guy in line to get like to get to get to meet him, and I got this stupid Impact Wrestling pencil. <laughs> Wait, are you gonna give me a poster or anything like that? No, a pencil. It's like, Jesus Christ, how cheap are you, Dixie Carter? Very cheap, apparently. I, I guess so. So yeah, I just spent most of the day um, just taking photos. I guess like the big thing I took a lot of photos of was I took a lot of um, the photos of the new Hobbit toys. Those things, those toys look amazing. Hmm, depth out, and she loved yeah. the hell out of those. And then I think I took a lot of photos from the NECA booth, a lot of the a lot of the NECA toys. And then I passed by the Square Enix booth, and I saw the the Play Arts Kai, and I was about to cry. Yeah. So. In what right, so in what bizarre old fucking universe does Bane look like this? <laughs> ah. Uh fucking I, I you know what that okay, let's go okay. Let's go back to play arts for a bit. Like okay, look. Here's the thing about play arts, okay? We you and I both know, and we've beaten this horse to dead hell, so let's just leave it this, okay? Yeah. It's good play point. arts. Good point. I was just like I'm looking at the, yeah. I'm looking at um I'm looking at Bane and he's like he looks nothing <laughs> if he looked like this people wouldn't complain but Ugh. <laughs> oh. anyway yeah you you saw Dante yeah you saw Dante didn't you yeah yeah I, I think that should give you yeah it, yeah yeah that Dante should tell you the enough story anyways 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 um. Did we play also Fall of Cybertron as well, or was it the day afterwards? Next day. Okay. Okay, you know what? Why don't we talk about that? Because Sunday we didn't do shit. Yeah, but let's, let's, let's wrap it up with the party at least. Okay, yeah. So, we went to the party and that was a pretty, that was a pretty loud but very good, like they had some good food there. Mm-hmm. And we, oh, got yeah, to meet I mean, and we got to meet everyone, and you introduced me to Tony. Yeah. You introduced because, me to Tony, and you're like, by, by the way, you want, you need to talk to Tony. You know, no, no, I don't care. You need to go with him. I'm like, okay. Yeah, and, yes, here's, what, here's the reason why. He had Master Universe t-shirt. Uh-huh. So immediately I thought Rams would make a good friend with Tony. Yeah, and he told me, no, 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 you need to go with him. He's like, okay, okay. And then tell him about the, tell him about the panel. I was like, okay. And I go up to Tony. I was like, I go to the Coles. Coles, what's up, man? He's like, hey, what's up? And and I'm like, hey, man, I heard from I heard from the grapevine that you were at the panel. Like, oh my god, you're the guy. I'm like, I'm the guy. What? He remembers because he remembered me from the panel. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> holy shit. He remembers me from the panel. And you know, we we were talking we were talking shop for the most part, but like, I can tell he was like really busy. Like like a lot of people like he was showing like some guy was showing his portfolio. But like no 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 stay here. I was like no dude. It's like you can see all these people. Like I can tell clearly tell like he was like the center of attention. Everybody was like you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna go back. I was like and wait till you talk to like because you know me I hate talking to people when they're crowded like that. I like talking to more. I'm more interpersonal. So I was like ah eh, well maybe another time I'll get him like before the con ends I want to talk to him. But I was like oh there you go. And then Cyrus came up like um Cyrus came up to us because like he saw me with the 3ds. I was like my god like you gotta spend so much money. It's like. <laughs> 
I don't want to say this line out loud because I'm pretty sure someone will find will find out and use it against us. But he said something like, "Oh shit, he's right." <laughs> he is so totally right, especially with our with our spending habits. Like, oh my fucking god, he hit the nail on the he hit the nail on the head right there. Fuck. <laughs> and then Leon came up and you know, we were like, "Hey, what's up?" This and that. And then um, yeah. At the end, you got you guys were talking to Corey and like. The story goes like you guys. If you haven't heard the story, like I stayed with Corey for a night because like he he offered me a place to a place to crash. And like he is he is eternally in my debt, right? just like you how you were telling my debt for helping me out helping me out take photos and stuff like. That. He is for helping me out that day, and you know the first he sees me from behind, and I try to pass and like he intentionally was trying to grind on me. I was like, oh you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you so that's motherfucker. what happened. That. So that's what happened that night. <laughs> oh yeah, he grinds on me. I'm like, ah, uh, just like, just like, just like two years ago, huh? <laughs> yeah, you, you got the black lightning rod on you. Oh yeah, really. <laughs> I was about to say like, just like two years ago, huh? <laughs> like that night. <laughs> no, he gave me a big hug. I gave him back, and we we're just talking for a little bit. And I was like, oh my god, like. I keep forgetting how much I love talking to Corey and the rest of the crew sometimes, but like I said, like everything is just like it's just chaotic when everybody's all over the place. So, you know, like, I fun with you guys just talking the shit as well. Uh, by the way, have you caught up with Tony? Not yet. Probably should. I will. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be like, you know, huh, I want to talk to Ramses about Masters of the Universe. I got my copy of Ma the Masters of the Universe movie right in my hand right now. Just like I'm about to take a photo for him. It's like, look what I got, co-host. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come yeah. like he's gonna be like you, motherfucker. Hey, come at me, bro. Come at me. You, you, you're only, you're only ahead. I can punch you. <laughs> oh man, and a lot of the fun, a fun things happened and I think one moment was sort of excruciating yet funny because um, what Hot Rock Cafe does is they play music video like I know something MTV will never do now because of <laughs> oh, MTV's God, fucking pussy yeah and they started playing Nickelback's song which is coincidentally Monday Night Raw theme song like what I, what I, what we pointed it out like by the way check it's a, it's, a, it's a theme song from Raw. I'm like, oh my fucking god! I wanted, I wanted to run out the, I wanted to run out the, the, I wanted to run out the restaurant screaming bloody murder at that point. <laughs> I already had, I already had, a, I already had enough shit as is just uh, with Raw and then Nickelback and like, oh shit. Oh man, like Def, I think Def felt sorry for you a lot. She should, because <laughs> we have to listen to that. You got because like, we told her we have to listen to that stupid song every fucking time they play raw. And then now that you you're forcing me to put that fucking song whenever we do the show now, I'm like I want to choke you. <laughs> At this point, I don't know what's worst. I don't know what's worst. I don't know what's worst. The the, Sm the SmackDown theme song or the Raw theme song. I, I think I'm kind of blessed. SmackDown is far worse. I, I I think I'm kind of I'm think I'm kind of blessed that at this point the the impact theme song is just a bunch of white noise. Probably yeah, um, but yeah I mean there were some songs that we just like sang we along singing. like 
along with them. Yeah, it's like especially Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, everywhere. Yeah, that was a party. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's so, very rare, it's yeah. very rare to see you cut loose like that. That's like that's a great thing. It's like it's like oh shit, Stan's like breaking. Stan's like you know having fun here. Yeah, uh, it's and a rare sight. It is a rare sight. Even I'll admit that it's a rare sight. That's yeah, how bad usually, it is. Because usually you're, you're plotting our deaths slowly. Well, just mine. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, but in any case, like, yeah, that was one of the few instances where I just was having ball, you know? Yeah. I think we all had fun that night. That was really fun. That was a really yeah, we fun, did. Um... And and oh yeah, and then, I I know you heard this. You were right next to us, and when we were to leave, like Corey's like, you know, so uh, when are you two getting married? I'm just like, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> you know, okay, okay. You, you talked to a like guy who was like... grinding. He was grinding his ass in my in my crotch. So come on. No, no, no. You should have expected it. Okay, you should have expected. You know, like... No, I expected. Even if it's not Korea, I sort of expect it because we've been getting that a lot, okay? So, like, me and Dad, like, you know, from our family to our friends, like, like even some of my coworkers, yeah, I get that a lot. So I'm not surprised. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I, I, but, I, I'm not the one instigating. I haven't been the one instigating it, so there you go. Yeah, because you know better. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I know you're going to rip my kidneys and sell it to the black market if I do. You ran out of kidneys, remember? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, but, well, body part, but no, yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I get you. I get I was, you. No, 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 no. Let me finish. I was just thinking to myself, okay, Corey, I know why you really want to get married because you want that open bar, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? And you know what? Corey's going to listen to this. One way or another, Corey's going to listen to this. Hey, Corey. Yeah, open bar, right? <laughs> I'm gonna send it to him just to get just to see his response. Like, by the way, Core, listen to this. Especially at, yeah, at this like... particular time, check it out. You might yeah. be interested. Hi, Corey. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Cor Mr. Coleman. I miss your big black cock on my ass. <laughs> Did you say that out loud? <laughs> Grinding will be the last you worry next time you meet Corey. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna be tackled to the ground and then sodomy. <laughs> sodomy. Oh, but it's sodomy tastic. Um, but, but um, <laughs> oh no, um, god damn it, motherfucker. <laughs> um, that's our new tagline, by the way. <laughs> yeah, just you, like Ramsey, sodomy. Sodomy tastic. God, that's Anyways. so fucking wrong. Anyways, keep going, keep going. For God's sakes, we're, we're, okay. we're we deviated but, uh, so far. Yeah, but anyways, uh, I want to thank, on behalf of Plastic Joint, I want to thank the Spill for hosting this party. Mm. Granted, we did not talk a lot with each other, but you know what? We were there, we still had fun. Thank you for having us, and hopefully we'll see you next year. Yeah, maybe we'll be at a more interpersonal place, maybe at a more interpersonal bar. 
but for the most part, I had fun. It was it's always fun to talk to talk to everyone. It was good. It was really good talking to Tony as well. Like for the, like I know he was really busy, but if we if we weren't if he wasn't like being bombarded, we would have him and me would we would have bonded. I think he could have just stuck around because I'm sure to him like oh, Masters of the Universe is more important than other people. Of course. Yeah. But like everything, everything in the universe is like everything. Like you don't understand. Everything revolves around He-Man. Even politics. Look, if He-Man were to, if He-Man were to run for president right now, he went by a landslide because on on his policy of, uh, his policy of he has the power. Mm. No, no, that would be his. Um... He'll, he'll he'll personally he'll personally with the power of Grayskull, like you know, stop stop all wars, and then like with the power, then using the same power, he can make like new jobs, and then stuff and you beat all the terrorists because he has a big sword and a big green cat and we don't need like armies anymore because we can just send he-man out with his big fucking cat and he ha- and like he'll have a cabinet and it'll be like the masters of the universe and it'll be like man at arms mechanic tila uh extendar ram man <laughs> Roboto, um, Stratos, Buzz Off, um, who else am I missing here? Oh, man, E Faces, Orko, um, that one dude who did that one thing, and then, and then, <laughs> and this is why, and this is why Ramses will never be a political advisor. <laughs> Vote He-Man. He has the power. He-Man. There you go. Now we need. Now we need to put it in one of those like Obama red and blue kind of thing. Red and blue posters. Power. <laughs> oh man! But again, Spill Crew. Thank you so much for holding uh, hosting that party. We had a lot of fun times, and we'll see you next year. Indeed. Hopefully. Or before, mm-hmm. or something if something if something pops up before. Yeah, something will happen. Something always happens. Indeed, but like I said, like no matter what, we'll find a way. We'll find ourselves a way to get down to meet you guys again. Mhm. Yeah. Even if we can't get a ticket next year, at least we'll make it to the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll be down there. So. Whew. Oh my God. Oh yeah, yeah. There... There are a few more things that we need to cover. Keep going. Okay, first thing first, video games. Ugh, okay. Well, a lot of it also pertains to a lot of like the games we already played already at uh, at, at Nintendo and stuff like that. But we did play. Okay, let's Fall- talk. What's up? Follow Cybertron. Yeah. Yeah, follow Cybertron. We played it on Sunday. And. Let me impressed. Yeah. I like, like you like the thing was I had a big fear that they were gonna really change up the game, but in reality it wasn't. They they didn't change it up that bad at all. It was actually really really good. Yeah, they made they made a couple of additions. First of all, you could change which hand which hand the gun gets put onto, and then that changes perspective. Which, by the way. 
improved the gameplay a lot because um before like you know war for cybertron you could only stay on the left side because well guns on the right side so it's more preferred vi um, peripheral vision sort of deal you yeah. don't have to worry about that anymore you know and the thing is it was it was weird I, like like i was playing on i've been playing uncharted one and two before before like mm -hmm. before this and I pl I've been playing I played on the hardest difficulty which is um crushing and that becomes like your lifesaver when you play on crushing like it, the change in perspective changes a lot like you need you you need you need to change perspe perspe perspective a lot to in order to get a better shot a lot, 9 times out of 10 mm -hmm. so like when I was playing it and I saw that I was like holy shit holy shit thank you And in addition to that, the graphics got much better. Some because I still seem like I still up close, still up close. They seem still kind of like you know fuzzy, but for the most part, it, it is a huge improvement. Mm hmm. And oh man, what else did they improve? Well. One of the things that we talked about, like in great detail, was the fact that we can't spam the we can't spam the the melee button anymore. Well, I real I also real then again I also realized that this is I think this is like mid beta or something or something like that because when you transform into Bumble um, Bumblebee transform when you had Bumblebee transform into a card there was a bug like graphical bug. Yeah, so, not like that. I felt like there was a lag between me and transforming me and playing the buttons as well. Not to mention, uh, when I played as um, Vortex, right? Uh huh. I could not, for the life of me, do a melee with um, Vortex. I don't know why. Yeah, because the thing is that you like when you play the game. Like I played the game on on hard. My God, that those things save you, like doing melee save your life a lot of times. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe they'll figure something out with the melee. You know, for now it is what it is. Yeah, but like I said, it's a good, it's a really good game though. Like I'm not gonna deny it. When a game yeah. comes out, what um uh, August twelfth? I think so. Question mark. Because I think I know it was supposed to be August twentieth, but I know they moved it up a week. Mhm. Mm yeah. Well, looks like I got one more game to buy. Yeah. Thing is, it's like that's the only game I'm really interested in at this point. So it's like the good news is like, eh, the good news is like it's, it's it's a game, but at the same time, it's like eh, I don't know how I, like I don't know how I feel about like anything else. Well, other than um, new Super Mario Brothers too. But other than that, it's like eh, anything else, like eh, whatever. Well, my other game comes out in October, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. So, yeah, fucking impressive, you know? Yeah, color me impressed. Again. Alright, so what else do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about Talkback? Yeah, I was hoping you want to talk about the, the other panel we went to. Oh yeah, DC Nation! Holy fuck! How can I forget? Yeah, DC Nation. We went to we went to see DC Nation, and it was one of the things. Where it was like we were we were like, do we really want to go to DC Nation? Do we really want to do this? And... Yeah, my, and you know we we figured what the hell. Yeah, 
We were like, hey, you want to do like we we're like, hey, you want to go? Do you want to go check this out, Rams? I'm like, okay. I was, actually I was the one who suggested. I was like, hey, you, you guys want to go watch DC Nation? And we're like, well, Young Justice is there, so sure. Cause I really want to check out the stuff for um for Green Lantern. But here's the thing, though, we got the biggest shocking surprise right at the get-go because the moderator for that panel was none other than Kevin Smith. I gotta say this right now. No. Okay, go on. Holy shit, does he have a potty mouth? And that's the worst part is that people. I want people to understand that DC Nation is designated kids' panel. And there it, there he was, Kevin Smith, just being Kevin Smith. And throughout the panel, okay, overall panel wise, I think he did, he said every party word that he could say possible. I counted one fuck, one shit, one goddamn, one bullshit, uh, one tit. <laughs> like he's like that's fucking tits, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He said one of every fucking word he could say. It was glorious. <laughs> Not so glorious for the dad right next to us because I think he took the kids away from Kevin Smith. <laughs> it's the devil. Run! <laughs> um, and the the unfortunate side of it though was that. They did not talk much about Young Justice or Green Lantern. I mean, they did show clips from of what's gonna come for Young Justice and Green Lantern, but that was about it. And I, let's think, the, the clip thing. For a I think I think they had their own individual panels, like during during the during the week. Hmm. So like, look, we're just gonna oh. recap everything that you guys already know already. So like, enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, for those of us that wasn't weren't there at that individual panel, it was um, a bit of a treat because for Young Justice, the next few episodes we're gonna see guaranteed Deathstroke the Terminator. Oh my god, I was I lost my mind when I saw that. Now I literally I was like, well, yeah. they got my they got my balls on the vice grip now. Might as well start watching. Oh, you should, cause. The second season, holy shit, it's getting serious. I don't blame you. It's, it looks fucking awesome. It's, like, here's the thing. The minute you introduce Deathstroke, oh, like, that's it for me. Like, you, you just... You, you fucking, you fucking got me right there. Yeah. And for Green Lantern's side, Guy Gardner, we finally get to see a clip of Guy Gardner talking, and holy crap, it's hilarious! I love it. And all that, like I like how I love it because it explains perfectly what the what the Green Lantern, what the what the Guardians of the Galaxy were doing when Hal and well Hal um Hal Kilowog and Hal Kilowog and uh and the rest of the crew were out in space. We're out, we're out in the frontier. Yeah. And Basically, Guy Gardner's. What's up? Go on. I was gonna say, basically, if you don't know what they did, they 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 essentially just said, you know, look, there's no other Green Lantern here. On, there's no other Green Lantern here we can send, so we may have to get a new one. So they got green. They got Guy and that Gardner. Guy was, and Guy Gardner has such an attitude. Like you believe it's Guy Gardner. Oh yeah. 
And I was saying, and I was saying to I was saying Deb, the guy, the guy that they got, they got the guy uh, who did the voice of Batman in, in like the previous in the previous series, um, um, Derek Daedric Bader. To voice on him. Yeah, uh, he, he, yeah, he was, um, he was Batman Brave and the Bold Batman. Yeah, so they got him to be. So I heard him. I was like, holy shit, they got they got Daedric Bader as um, as um, as as, as him, and I'm like, oh shit, this can be awesome. That's pretty fucking awesome, but the main point of that panel was to talk about two new shows that are coming out, which is Beware the Batman and Teen Titans Go. Both of them look really good so far, especially, um, I was, I was, I was particularly impressed by Beware the Batman. I was very, like, on a fence on, of it, on it, but then, then they convinced me otherwise with, um, the panel, and I was like, yeah, this actually looks really good. Yeah, I was impressed with what they came up with, and I love how they said they're gonna tackle side of the Batman that not many comic book or even cartoon tend to discuss. Which is oh, that yeah. they're the, gonna the, 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 when they start showing out all the villains he's gonna fight. I'm like, who the hell? Who the hell? Unless he's been recently remembers these guys. Yeah, especially Anarchy. Anarchy, and then, um, who else did they show? Um, they saw Professor Pig and Toad. I'm like, holy shit, man. This is awesome. And, yeah, and then they promised that they're gonna, disc- um, they're gonna show the three sides of Bruce Wayne, which is a Bruce Wayne, the playboy, Bruce Wayne, the, you know, business, per- uh, like, at home, and then Batman. Yeah, and I, I like to think they said, it's like, they're gonna focus a lot on Batman as a detective. And I'm thinking of when it, when it, when he all I think all, all I can think of when it, when he was describing him was like all I can think of was um was Robert Downey Jr. as as Sherlock Holmes just just being totally obsessed with just being totally obsessed with being with figuring out things. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's looking pretty good so far. Indeed. So it's like that's really good. And then Teen Titans go well. It's Chibi Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very. It's gonna be focusing on comedy aspect far more than anything ever. Yeah, so it's like, eh, uh, you know, the comedy worked on that show. When it was funny, it was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, they're gonna focus more on that, so which is good. Yeah, so I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not really complaining. It's like, eh, well. I mean, it was like I said when it got funny, it got really funny, especially especially during the episode when they were making fun of Fully Cooly. They made fun of a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So it, no, my favorite part was like, wait a minute, like Kevin's was like, whoa, 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 go back, whoa, 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 wait, you wait that that shot of the that shot of Raven, she was in her, she was in the, she, she was in the, she was in the washroom. She was in the laundry. She was in the she was in the laundry room, and we're, we're like, go back, <laughs> like go back. And we're all in the balls, like, yeah. I took a picture. <laughs> yeah, I literally took a picture of that, and we all like we were all looking at staring at our camera, and then holy shit, Raven looks in the washroom. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> I know. That's, like, that's extremely horrible, but it was extremely funny at the same time. Yeah, I mean, they said that um, you know they're not, they're not gonna show Raven's room much. 
but the fact that they put her in a you know laundry room is just like wow, that's fucking cruel. Well, no, it's because um, well, usually those photos that they that they use, that's like usually just like okay, this is how the characters will look when they're in this room or when they're in that room. Right. Or... Yeah, right. But it's still fun to make fun of. <laughs> yeah. So um. Yeah, so so I mean, both of those look good, and like I said, like mm-hmm. I, I I have high hopes. And the thing is, with with um with DC Nation, I was expecting that they would like you know introduce like a couple like when they were talking about like DC Nation itself. I was expecting like them to th- announce like a few new shorts as well, and like they showed a few interesting shorts to say the least. They showed off the Justice League of Animals, which was like most of the time I was like, what the fuck is this shit. <laughs> Turns out to be kind of hilarious, especially at the end. It's like, you know, I'm Vengeance, I'm the Knight, I'm Batman, cute lightning! <laughs> we just lost it there. <laughs> yeah, so, because, like, um, the, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, that's a, that, that, that's a concept I like about uh, about DC Nation. It was like, you can get away with shit like that. And, um. Oh, I love it. So, yeah. I love it. So. Yeah, so it's, uh, I was I was hoping we would see more of that kind of thing, but you know, hey, you know what we saw with the where the Batman and um, Teen Titans go, and then like they're gonna continue the Young Justice and Green Lantern. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So it's like, hey, I'm not um, I'm not complaining. It's actually really, it actually looks all really good. So there you go. Uh huh. So, do you have like any other other thoughts you that you had, or anything other thing to remember from that uh, from that panel? Um. Oh man! Oh, you know what? Um, one of the panelists there was a Glenn Murakami, who is of course the director of Teen Titans. Yeah. And a lot of the questions were towards him and how they're saying, you know, they love Teen Titans. And that just goes to show you that show, despite how long it ended, it still carries on to this day. I remember, I, I, I think it came out like 2003, didn't it? Somewhat, yeah. Let's see. Teen I think. Titans. Uh, yeah, but. Keep talking. Yeah, but again, it's supposed to show you how much that show means to a Holy lot shit, of people. Holy shit, right, 2003, on the dot. Yeah, to, on July, the dot to this July day, 16, yeah. 2003, and yeah, I mean, it's almost going to be 10 years. 10 years, next, like, next mm-hmm. year, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just tells you, like, I mean, I love the show. I, I love the show because, like, they... They not only they they like you can tell like they were trying to do a thing. I tell too or like instead of trying to reference comic books, they were referencing more like movies stuff like that, and, and they totally respected their the, the materials that they're referencing. Yeah, like they made it. Literally, the entire episode was was them making fun of Fully Cooley. Yeah. So I mean. That just goes to show you how impact, how much impact does this show have? Uh, I mean, to this day, me and like as soon as you talk to Deb about Teen Titans, she'll go on. She loved that, loved the hell out of that show. Same here, I love it. Like, yeah. it's like I, likewise, I, I, so I hate to admit it, but I really did enjoy the series. Oh, likewise, I love the hell out of it too. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I think that's all I can say about the panel, you know. Yeah, same here. It's like I got nothing at this point. Like I just can't wait till like I just can't wait for the future. That's all I gotta say right now. It's like the future. Mm -hmm. That's that's where it is right now. Mm -hmm. All right. So do we want to talk briefly about um, Comic Con Talkback? Let's let's try to. It's like whatever we can try to whatever because like Look, that was something important make, too that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. I'll make it. Try, I'll try and make it short. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Grant, um, first of all, I went there around like four thirty-two ish, and then the line was so freaking long, and. What made it even longer is the fact that people just take their like, they take their sweet fucking time explaining things. Like, it's not at this point, it's not complaint anymore. It's almost like a college thesis. I think we, I think when we, when me and Deb got in from tr trying to nearly kill ourselves, trying to get a few, trying to get a couple of Cora posters, I think I was in the middle of a senior thesis. Yeah, you were. Because I can follow number 34, and I preface this by saying the problem from problem 33 <laughs> is that, <laughs> is that the, line, the, line at, the line at Hall H is beyond preposterous. Here's how, here is, here's some simple ways you can fix it. Problem, <laughs> it's like, oh my god, get to the point, work on it. Um, I think I told you, I think I told you this. Deb was just like she. I, I think Deb was in her own world, and I fell asleep almost. And no, no. Here's the most important thing: is that I think when it got to the lady in front of me, Deb just flipped her fucking PSP. Oh no, she did. I was there. Yeah. Like literally, we're like because no, like the, there was a guy. Yeah. There was a guy right. In, there was a guy right behind us who was like, oh, he totally like I can totally tell he was he was just fed up with. It. This shit than we were. Yeah, how do you think I felt? Like I thought, like, oh, this lady's gonna say something and get it over with. But no, she had like five, seven things written on her um, programming guide. I, I thought she was just taking note on how things were going. Not gonna, she, like, I didn't know she was jotting down what she was gonna say. I don't blame you. Oh, it's like it's I feel not. the same way. I totally feel the same way. We're just like, damn it. Like problem number one, um, they heard lots of really bad noise. I heard lots of swearing at at, at the DC Nation panel. Why'd you get the awful man, the awful fat man, to host it? You should change that. Problem number two, where's all the RG comics? Problem number three, Hall H. We all couldn't get in. Next guy, look. <laughs> no, this is the worst part. We we notice this later. Person one comes up. Here's how we fix Hall H. We we take out. We we do this. Next guy comes up. This is how we fix Hall H. We do the opposite of what person the last person just said. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> it gets worse. It gets worse. The next person comes up, and this lady is just going, Hall H needs to be fixed uh, because there are so many people, like, you know, carrying over from previous panels. I should know because I sat through panels like that. And I'm just like, lady, you're the perpetrator of this problem that the previous person mentioned. 
Okay, if you're not if you're not the, if you're not trying to give the com if you're not trying to give contra contradictory comments, you're the one causing the problems. Like, I'm surprised that all three of these people did not circle each other and try to kill each other. <laughs> like you motherfucker, <laughs> you. Although you know what, you know what, I think if we took some of those chairs and form a circle and put those people in, maybe it would have. I think so. We we yeah. we damn should like because the thing was like. Like, like, oh my god, that's like, no wonder the guy was just like, he could, no, no wonder that when we, when you came up, and you presented it, the, when you said the first word, this is not about Hall H, everyone cheered, not just that. No, yeah, little, I am, uh, now, 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 here's the thing, here's the thing, Ramses is not kidding, I, when I went up there after waiting one, exactly one hour, I, first thing I said was, uh, hi, how's it going, uh, first of all, my problem has nothing to do with Hall H, and, as Ram said, yeah, there were just a bunch of thunderous cheers. Cause I think like like it was a fresh take, and I think like the minute and the thing was, it was great because um, it was the uh, the reason why I thought it was like, I think it went well is because we told we we told we told we we laid out the we laid out our problems right in front of the guy, and the guy was like, "Give yeah. me names." Meanwhile, when it yeah. came to anybody else, they were like, "Uh huh, uh huh, yeah, I'll look into it. Yeah, yeah, uh huh, uh huh, Hall H, yeah, uh huh, uh huh." No, he's like, no. That was like, he stood up straight. He's like, I want names. I want to get like, I want names of everybody else involved in this and that, and blah blah blah, and like handed it to me, and it will, and I will fix it personally. I'm like, well, not fix it personally, but he gave us like, like pretty much like the assurance of like, we'll look into this. Like, it's not gonna be like these guys were like they're complaining about Hall H. No, we're we're seriously gonna we're seriously gonna look into this. Yeah, because you mentioned on the way back home, you mentioned something very important, which. Is about Hall H. What did I mention? I said a lot of shit that, that weekend, so... Okay, okay. You said that Hall H is fucked beyond repair. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's what you're right. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, when we're eating burritos, we're like, Hall H cannot be repaired. No matter what you do, unless they do something really drastic, it can't be fixed. Yeah. We've gone to Comic-Con long enough to realize this and pretty much accept it. There's no way to fix Hall H. Right now, you so much as try to change something, there will be consequ higher consequences. You know? Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sound consequences, yeah. I'm gonna sound horrible, but What's I that? was thinking like a ticket system. Like, you buy a ticket for Hall H, and I was like, I was like, if I brought that up, I would have been ostracized out of the commune. You have to understand something even you know this ramps okay yeah how quickly did the comic-con ticket sell out let's not even get started yeah exactly same thing's gonna happen with the hall h ticket no matter what you do comic-con is just overcapacitated yeah they're beyond over anything yeah they're oh they're they're beyond their limit at this point like they don't like there is nothing yeah. they can do unless they try something so drastic that it it will fucking alienate people and if they haven't alienated people enough already as is. Let's not, get, let's not get into that topic, please. Yeah, I know. But but you get my point. And the point being is, as you said, like there's no way to fix Hall H. And just the people just don't realize it. Yeah, and the thing is, like, yeah, it's like you can't complain about Hall H. You just can't. 
Because complaining about Hall yeah. H is throwing a stone at the, at the mountain at this point. It's not going to do anything. Exactly. So, uh, but again, like, we can't tell people to, like, not say anything about Hall H. Neither can Comic-Con, you know, because it's just, yeah. But another thing, uh, I mean, granted it was one hour, but some of the complaints were about uh, how they treat disability people. Yeah, and we met up. With, we went with a friend of ours as well who was disabled, and we heard a lot of complaints. And we're like, "Oh shit!" And really, the last pe- last um group of people that you want to alienate are the disabled people. And the thing is, like uh, when we were at line, we were at line for the for the, for the Cora posters. I was right in front of someone that was disabled. Hmm. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, you're disabled. I, I give you your space. By the time, like, literally, everyone became like these fucking ravens. Like, just circling the dead corpse of the posters. And, like, literally, they were squashing this poor person. I was trying to, like, like you know, I was doing her, I was doing my best to get to get this person out, of, like, in safety. And trying to get Holy Deb shit. also. And trying to get Deb also, Holy also, f- like, you know, in safety as well. Because I don't want, because she's small. And I don't want her being crushed by all this. Holy fuck. Wow, I, I I don't even. So it's like, it's so, like yeah, it's so like it just tells you it's like they, there's more it is there's more to problems in the, at Comic Con than just Hall H. And like judging from what the response that we got for talking about some of the problems that we had, if you don't bring up Hall H, and as a matter of fact, you make it and you make it short and you make it like you make it to the point and you name like you you literally can provide information or names or something like that there will be change or there'll be pro- they'll, they'll be on the process of change immediately yeah so let's hope what we tossed in you know that actually counts for something yeah so yeah and that's it for comic con woo there's one last thing we can talk about oh which is um, we we played briefly um um aliens Col- colonial marines. Oh yeah, that's right, Sega. Um, right across the te- uh, street. Yeah, we were like, we were wondering what's the Sega thing, and we're like, oh wow, they actually have a booth. And the thing is, granted, they didn't show off much because they didn't have much to show off. Um, they had um they had one part of the thing, um uh, for Sega for Sega All Star Racing transformed, and the other was for mm-hmm. aliens colonial marines. We tried Alien Colonial versus um, Alien Colonial Marine game, which is an all uh, multiplayer mode. Yeah, it was interesting because, like, what I like is like one like the programmers and some of like the st- like some of the um, Sega like Sega staff people were like the aliens, and we were the, and we were the Marines. And holy shit, were we panicking? <laughs> not just that; it's just like you know, it's like any plan that we came up with, we it didn't work. We're like, oh shit. Oh, fuck. And, and I part of the problem you. I had. Oh, go for it. Go on. first. You go first because I think you have no, the, the same part... opinion I do. Okay. Yep. Yeah, the part of the problem I had was with the weapons load, and it originally, you normally when you think like heavy weapon, you're thinking like rapid fire, like like heavy from Team Fortress. Uh-huh. The one that I had, one that we had for heavy weapon, apparently only shoot three round burst, and I'm just thinking like, what the hell kind of heavy weapon is this? And 
It's after the game they t the guy tells me, yeah, you could um customize a um weapons payload, and I'm just like, you have five fucking minutes. I don't think I have time to to customize anything. And it's kind of sad when when um standard marine rifle is far more effective than you know any other weapon in the game because it's these aliens come close to you quick so you have no time to really do anything other than just like waste every fucking bullet you have on a one xenomorph yeah that's uh, that's the biggest problem it's like you know that's one of the things where I told I told you at the end of the game it's like this is one of the types of games where I like to play the, the single player campaign to get a good feel of how the controls feel, then go into then go into it like multiplayer, like full on. Yeah, I'm, it was a secondary fire too, but none of us thought about it because of how frantic the pacing was. Yeah, like we need like that's the kind of game where like I said like we need like a few hours, maybe a few drinks, and then just play it for a little bit and get a good feel of the controls, and then get a good feel of, like how we how each weapon how each weapon loadout works or and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was fun, but at the same time, I mean, there were a lot of mechanical problems, like both um, pay, um loadouts and um. Well, I think mostly the loadout was a problem. Yeah, I think like what they should like they should be a little more clear as to like what your what your controls were, like just before mm -hmm. the start, and then we like we like we could have gone from there. But like I said, like. It's one of those games where at the end of the day, I think we should just, like, um, I think the way we, the, like, you know, I think we should be playing it more like, uh, we should, we, like, if we played a single-player campaign beforehand, I think we would have gotten a better grasp of the game. Yeah, uh, something, yeah, just give us something to work with, you know? Yeah, so, that's, that, that, that I think that's it, I think, yeah. Because, mm -hmm. I, I didn't really, we didn't really do much other than, like, do our reporting. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, granted, like me and Deb, we were in costume for Saturday. Okay, no, uh, that's a lie. Deb was in costume for Friday and Saturday, and I was in costume for Saturday only. Mm -hmm. So that was that. But that's beside the point. But for the, you're right. For the most part, we did a lot of reporting. You know. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you know, people are like, oh my god, you know, you had so much fun. Like, yeah, we did. But it was more like we had fun after hours, like after the fun and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, look, like, people ask us, you know, people ask us, how was Comic-Con? And the first thing we say is exhausting. Yeah, first thing I would say is, like, it was busy. Like, I, it was just, I was just saying, it was just really busy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, most and of the time, was. I was, like, most of the time, if I wasn't, if I wasn't in line for something, I was taking photos. If I wasn't taking photos, I was in line for something. If I wasn't in line or doing something, I was trying to get as much rest as I can. My, my, my I was trying to get as much rest in my body as I can. Yeah. So, so uh, look, I want people to understand something. You know, just as a press, going to Comic Con, it's not ex it's not as fun as you think it is. No, we have to like, move around a lot. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you know, people people get the impression like, oh my god, you know, Comic Con, this and that, blah blah blah. Like it's here's the thing. I'm gonna break the illusion to you guys. It's an exhausting con. I always say to people, don't go in there. 
expecting a precon, you're gonna be in line for things. You're gonna be doing things. Yeah, that, that, and go on. No, and that's just that's just it. Like there are things that require a lot of endurance. I still can't believe I, I still can't believe I, I survived all that. Believe it or not. <laughs> How do you think we feel? Well, the thing is, like you know, maybe because like the thing is, like for me, it's already become like I'm, my body is already used to um, these types of like being at Comic Con now. Hmm. So, but the thing is, like, what's always so exhausting though, it's like you know, for me, is that you know, like each con, con presents itself a new problem each time. Each time I I go to it, I think this year hmm. what presented itself a new problem was the fact that. This was, the, I think, the first year that we went in, and there was like a lot of problems beforehand, like 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 problems like trying to like get stuff like get trying to get stuff in order and trying to get stuff in order in time, and this caused a lot of things to fall through. And this is also Comic Con and through personal things as well. I don't want to bring up the personal stuff in, into light, but like a lot of it also has to do with how Comic Con handles a lot of things nine times out of ten. And this is the first year it's like things things. Things happened too late for everything to happen, and you know, yeah, it it was just mentally draining because of that. Huh. Never really thought of it that way. I, I guess then again, you know, I'm just used to just moving around a lot. Yeah, and like I said, it's like you know, things. The thing is, like I said, like everything was last minute at Comic Con, and the thing is, like you know, I'm more used to them having some sort of organization. By a certain, a, a certain, a, a certain to a certain extent, this year it felt like a lot of last-minute things were happening, and you can even tell from the panels that we went to, a lot of things were not working. So this is another. another oh, you mean? What's up? You mean like a technical difficulty? Yeah, this is the first time I've been to like a con, and I've been and like most of the and most of the and I think, oh, like the five panels we were at. I think. Three out of the four, three out of five panels, there was some sort of technical difficulty. Oh. Let's see, Transformers. That was that had technical difficulties. Um, both both Mattel's both Mattel panels, they had some sort of technical difficulty. Um, I want to know much about what happened to WWE panel, but they, but that that but I did heard that like they had they had but I'm pretty sure they had to streamline that really quick because they had to get a lot of people in and out really quick. Um, the Transformers like the the Hasbro the Hasbro um Marvel panel that surprisingly for, I was shocked that actually that actually went well for all it's worth. Um, and then like some other panels they were like the other panels I sat through. They were like they were having technical difficulties as well. Yeah, and you think like you think the big panels like Hasbro and you know Mattel they would be more prepared technically. Yeah, so this is like the first time where it's like it's just draining by it's just draining because of um of like just like the amount of time you gotta like like be prepared and stuff like like mentally draining because of like delays and stuff like that. Hey, just be glad that we didn't touch Hall 8. 
you know, I didn't have my taste of Hall H, and we and we talked about this in pri- we talked about this after the con, where it's like we had our taste, and that's good enough for me. Hmm. <laughs> you okay? Oh no, I, I saw uh, so Spencer put something up, and I was like, yeah, that's true. Okay. <sighs> so okay, before we get to the final verdict, I want to say one more thing. Go for it. Is that I want to say. I want to give a huge shout out to uh, Tara Platt and Yuri Lowenthal, and it's a good thing both of them. And Yuri, you, you got me. You fucking got me. God damn it! Like, okay. Ramsey saw this. Deb saw this. By the way, Deb was one first one to crack up when she saw this. This is what Yuri Lowenthal, um, voice acting extraordinaire, um, autographed for me. <clears throat> Stan. That weapon's gonna kill someone someday, Yuri L. <laughs> <laughs> so true, so true. Yeah. Someday, but not that weekend. Eventually. Yeah, but that's a that's a whole funny um short funny story, by the way. Um, you've seen my weapon props, and they've seen it. I'm sure some of you saw the picture of it, but the thing is, that weapon. I didn't even have to do shit. I just had to carry around. Somebody would walk into it during in the dealer's hall. And then, oh god, my eye! <laughs> I would be scared shitless if somebody actually yelled it out. Hmm. Reminder, scream bloody murder right next to Stan's weapon. Scared oh, except Rams. <laughs> is that Rams again? Yeah, just let him, let, let him bleed out. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. Oh, it's just a flesh wound to him. Indeed. Yeah. So, alright, final verdict on Comic-Con, go. Um, I give it a B-. There are a lot of great things, but the reason why I can't give it, I can't give it the A+, is because when we get, when we start breaking things down with, by panel by panel, we get to see that, we get to see a lot of the flaws, especially when we came down to, when we talked about um, Marvel and Hasbro. That was a really that was a really that was a huge detri- detriment to the to that panel, and then like I said, the crowds and the delays, and then all the other stuff that we that we um that we discussed. Um, like I wouldn't give it the best grade, but I, I will say that I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I didn't ha- like I, I didn't I'm not giving it the best grade, but I will say that I did I didn't I'm not gonna deny it I had fun. Hmm. Yeah, let's see. For me, let's see. For me, I'm gonna. I agree with you right there. I'm gonna give it a probably. I'm gonna give it a flat B actually, just a little bit ahead. You know, you know, just. Okay. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. And granted, it it is as you said. You know, panels has flaws and all, but. Um, the way they bring in people that you don't. Celebrities that you don't see that often, you know, Comcon just has just this way of just surprising the shit out of people, like Charles Martinet and just you know, and Daniel Bryan. Holy shit! Yeah, so Alberto Del Rio, Alberto Del Rio, yes, that too. It's just they have a way of surprising people, and I admire that. Mm-hmm. Having I said agree. that, yeah, having said that. You know, we already stated the problem. I mean, just 
look for like Comic Con talkback on YouTube or something. The problems are there, and my concern is that you know the pro those problems. Like I don't know how much it'll alienate more people. It's just really like I'm thinking of a bigger picture. Really, when it comes to flaws, like how long can this go on? Really, before it just implodes. And here's the thing, it's like, um, considering everything that, ha that happened this year, and considering everything that, all the complaints that we heard with, at the talkback panel and everything, and everything else that, that's been happening all around us, things are going to get much worse before things can get much better. I'm so, I, I don't want to be that guy, but I think that's what's going to honestly got happen. That's why I'm like aiming low and not predicting us not returning because of all this. But if by some, by, by God's chance we do, then yeah, then yeah, we did. But at the same time, mm -hmm. Judging by how things are going with with, with Comic Con, I'm not anticipating a return for us for simply for just different reasons altogether that we can't really discuss on there. Huh. <sighs> yeah. So. Anyways. Yeah. That's that's about does it for Comic Con. That is about Comic Con. That is about AX. That is about Joe Con. Are you missing anything? Uh, fuck if I know. You know, any other convention? Oh wait, there is something. Which is? Um, well, this is something like if, like, if ever we should, be, like, if ever we should come back after this long, long, very long session. Um, I think what is the next? I think this weekend is supposed to be uh summer, um, uh, like Wonderfest. Yes, it is. And let me check the calendar. All right, how about this? Mm. I don't know. Like, okay, here's the deal. We're gonna have to split this anyway. Oh yeah, we will. <laughs> We're gonna. We have wanna to. Make... Yeah, but we wanna make it part three. No, let's just end it here and and just toss it in with any other news we find. We're done. We're done. I tap. I'm tap. I'm tapping. I'm tapping. I have fine, lunch. Fine, fi Fine, fine, fine. Uh, you know what? It's getting late too, so I guess we should close it up. Yeah, we have to at this point, cause like I'm, uh, like I feel like I feel like we've been put through the yes lock. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. See. See. No. See. See. No. <laughs> I started to that when he came out. What's up? I started a, a C chant when um when the real came out, so yeah. Oh yeah, okay, okay. All right, so then, why don't you close it off for us then? All right then. So, you can find us at www.plasticjoint.com. Again, the address is www.plasticjoint.com. As always, I am Ramses, and that is Stan, the man, the outlaw himself, saying. Keep it classy, San Diego. Keep it classy. <laughs>